Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Hello and welcome to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, we'll look at the role social media played and can play when it comes to violence in Ireland. We'll take a closer look at Spotify's Wrapped. And I have an exclusive interview with the MD of Ticketmaster Ireland. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. Uh, I'm also very excited because we have the ultimate gadget gift bundle to give away. It's made up of fantastic items from Curry's, Off the Ball and Mophie. Uh, you may have seen some of them on Tuesday's Pat Kenny show. We did our great gadget gift guide, which you can watch back on YouTube if you just search for News Talk. Uh, but in just a few minutes time, I'll be giving you a chance to win an electric scooter, a Raj Ally handheld console, a year-long subscription to Off the Ball and so many other very exciting bits. Uh, so do stay tuned for that. But we're going to start this week with Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster is a vital cog in the machine of live entertainment in this country and indeed around the world. If you are a Taylor Swift fan or a Coldplay fan, maybe you were expressing frustration at your inability to get tickets earlier in the year. But I wanted to understand how things work, both from a consumer facing front and indeed behind the scenes. So I went down to the Ticketmaster headquarters here in Dublin and I had an exclusive interview with the MD Keith English. And I started by asking him what impact the pandemic had on the business. I don't think, Jess, we've ever seen anything quite like it. Um, The amount of events that were rescheduled and cancelled and moved, the amount of inbound customer contacts uh, were on a level beyond anything we'd seen. I mean, maybe we had a taste of it back in 2014 when uh, Garth Brooks shows cancelled in Croke Park, but um, just trying to literally keep keep the fans satisfied, you know, keep them confident that the shows were coming back. If they wanted a refund, getting that processed in an easy and quick and efficient manager, it was an enormous task, but I have to say that the team here in this in this building that we're sitting in, although a lot of them are working from home these days, I mean, they did a stellar job. And it would be completely remiss of me if I didn't call them out because they really did, you know, you, you heard so few complaints about mm-hmm. us over that period. And if you think of the sheer volume of tickets and inbound fan queries we had to deal with, you know, a phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal job. I'm very proud of them actually thinking back. Mm. We like to move on and forget about it, if the truth be told. But yeah, like nothing else. Yeah, I think one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is because when I left this building a few years ago, I was really struck by how Ticketmaster is a technology company. I remember back in the day queuing for Westlife tickets at the little hut that used to be uh, Ticketmaster Hut in Stevens Green Shopping Centre or down at the local centre in Cabinteely big Westlife fan uh, and it, it was all very transactional and you'd walk away with your paper tickets but when we met that day I was blown away by the technology and the innovation that your team and Ticketmaster teams around the world were developing to try and make this entire process that bit more seamless. I assume and I know from having bought tickets that things have gone up a notch Uh, on a consumer facing front but can you take me behind the scenes a little bit and talk me through some of the developments that have happened over the last wee while 
Sure, absolutely. And I think you have to understand about Ticketmaster that we are not a company that was doing a business and then adopted technology. We were a technology company from day one. Um, and if I was to try and take you through everything that we've done in the interim between when we last spoke and now, we could be here for hours. So maybe I'll just, I'll just touch on three areas. Um, if we start with the, with the on-sale, I mean, one of our missions in life is to make that as frictionless and as smooth as possible for the fan. So a good example of, of how we've done that, you'll have seen it recently, is our adoption of a brand new virtual queue. So historically, you, when we put a queue in place to protect the site during heavy traffic periods, you just queue to get onto the site. Now you're queuing right the way down to event level. So if an artist has two or three nights in a particular venue, you pick the date you're interested in, you queue for that date. Um, and we can now message you while you're in the queue. We can tell you how many people are in front of you. We can tell you there's still inventory, be patient, hang in there. Or we can tell you perhaps you should try join one of the other queues because the one you're on is gone. Or, you know, now that we can actually feed information to the artist, we might be saying to you, an additional date has been added. You're in the queue. Normally, you'd be sitting there waiting for your for your screen to, to, to you know to change. But now you now you have that information at your fingertips. So a much better customer service experience than a, and a selling uh, experience. Then at the far end, the maturity of the show. You you know we've talked about it before. I think I said to you last time the digital tickets that we've launched. Mm -hmm. You probably would have seen this year that we've put uh, Safe Ticks, our next generation digital ticket, into the marketplace. Over the summer, we've scanned nearly two and a half million Safe Ticks tickets. As recently as last week, we launched it in the provincial rugby clubs. Um, a great experience. The consumer gets a rotating barcode that changes every few seconds, or Better still, if you save it to your Android or your Apple wallet, you get an NFC token. So you, like, just like paying for your coffee in the coffee shop, you tap it against the scanner to be validated. Or if you go to Thoman Park, you tap it against the turnstile and the turnstile opens for you. And those same tickets now, we've improved the transfer process. We've enabled resale directly within your account. So if you can't go to the show for whatever reason, you can pop your tickets up for resale and another fan can grab them. And the great thing about that is that the other fan knows that those are valid, genuine tickets and there's an instantaneous transfer. The tickets go from you into them. Nice, seamless experience. Um, we've seen that increase attendances, uh, you know, which is very important to our, to our venue clients. Um, we also then, because we put in both of those types of technologies at the on-sale and at the maturity of the event, we've seen a major decrease in our inbound customer services contacts. We're down 50% in 23 relative to 22. I put a lot of that down to the digitization. And even within the fan experience, as we call it, or the customer services, as it's traditionally known, we have added uh, digital cues for people to contact us through so that we can actually deal with a customer who's asking us about a show on the day as a priority or identify trends where maybe you know there's a commonality between you know 100 customers are having the same problem maybe we should do something about that um, we've also brought chatbots mm -hmm. into the into the customer service flow so our agents can deal with multiple people at the same time and we see we see the contacts going down and we see the speed at which we can answer your queries dramatically reducing um, you know back to your earlier question of the pandemic 
that was a big driver of dramatically improving the customer services experience. A lot more work to do, but we feel like we've turned the dial on that. Mm. I want to talk through all of the stages that you've just mentioned there, but if we can start at the pre-sale. So for example, for one big artist like Taylor Swift, let's use Taylor Swift as an example. She is somebody who is notorious for placing little Easter eggs in her music videos, for giving fans the option of which of 17 types of vinyl cover they want to buy, and also is trying to ensure that her genuine fans get to see her. I don't know if you can tell me about this, but how much of a dialogue goes on between the Ticketmaster team and an artist team to facilitate the pre-sale codes and all of the steps that fans now this year had to go through in order to secure tickets to see her when she comes to Ireland next year? Well, yeah, I mean, she's a great example to pick because she, she demonstrates a message that we, you know, we're, we always try and, and, and make uh, fans and, and even the media like yourselves aware the artist is, is in total control of what goes on. It is their event, it is their show. We provide the service and the technology to execute those decisions. So when you say what kind of dialogue is there between the two of us, it is literally, this is what I want for my show. This is how I want it managed, this is how I want it run. You know, do the job, Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. And you know, there she has, she's got three sold out shows. So I would say we've done the job. Yeah. I I suppose I was struck, and to go back to my Westlife analogy of, you know, I'd get up, if tickets were on sale at nine o'clock, I'd get up and I'd be standing in Stephen's Green from maybe around quarter past eight or so, and you'd wait your 45 minutes. The access code, I suppose, and the notifying of people if they got access to the early access or whatever way the language works, gave some fans that buzz and that reassurance that they were going to get the opportunity to buy the tickets. But obviously there were fans who didn't get their tickets and there was a frustration and we spoke about this the last time we chatted. Very often that frustration gets targeted at Ticketmaster because you are the point of sale. They're not going to Taylor Swift's front door and getting handed tickets, they're interacting with your brand. So how do you navigate that frustration and I suppose the outpouring of that frustration, particularly on social media platforms when it is targeted at yourselves? I, I Look, I, th- I think if you are the gatekeeper of the show, it it comes with the territory you you, you kind of have to accept it um we take comfort in the fact that uh taylor's going to play three nights in the aviva stadium there's going to be 150 plus thousand people in there having a fabulous time she could have played i don't know how many shows mm-hmm. but a heck of a lot more than three whatever her touring schedule permitted she added a date here the reason she added a date was because we were able to gauge the demand and actually tell her that there was demand here for an additional show. So I think we take comfort in the fact that the people who did purchase, we gave them as good a possible purchase experience as as we could have done. We did what the artist asked us to do. An additional date appears, hopefully she'll come back again. Mm -hmm. And you know, the people who, who suffered because of that, you know, unfortunate intersection of supply and demand, you know, they'll be annoyed for a while because they're you know, I mean, they're, they're incredibly passionate fans of, yeah. of whoever the artist is. They want That's what they wanted. They wanted to go and see it. Mm. Um, we'll just keep on doing the best job we can. And in terms of the technology, we've talked and we'll continue to talk about some of the innovations. But in terms of the capacity of the Ticketmaster app or website, I always buy through the app. I just find it so easy because I have it stored with my Apple ID 
log in, job is done, my car details are all stored. Um, have you had to increase the capacity of the back end of your system for those big Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, Coldplay type scenarios? Well, that, that's where that's where you see the beauty of the of the virtual queuing mm-hmm. coming in. Um, you see the front end of it. We have an engineering staff, you know, and, and there are a heck of a lot of them. Uh, when we have any of these major on sales, monitoring and making sure that our systems are stable. And the way it works in practice is the virtual queue is there to protect the site as much as it is to support the fan, and we allow a volume of people through. We watch very, very carefully how the site is performing, mm-hmm. and then we are able to increase the throughput. I mean, we'll get quite technical here if you want, <laughs> Jess, but, but um, it, it's a very simple principle. We will push as many people as we possibly can through. And if we have, you know, if we have a series of shows that are on sale and inventory has gone from one, mm-hmm. then we will increase the throughput on the other shows but all to keep the site stable, all to give you know, the fans who navigate through the queue you know, a good buying experience when they get through the far side. You know, that's, that's the whole mantra here. Keep the systems up and stable and give the consumers the best experience to buy in the tickets possible. Yeah, and part of that good experience, in my opinion, is the digital tickets. I just find it so much handier rather than getting the old brown envelope with the little window coming in the front door. Having everything on your phone is great. But one thing I availed of a few times this year was the transfer of tickets happening through the app and secondly, the resale of tickets uh, through the app both of which worked seamlessly in my experience. And it also gave me the peace of mind because I got a notification when I transferred the ticket that somebody had downloaded it. So I know I didn't put the wrong email address in or something stupid like that. And also also the resale aspect took a lot of the admin off my desk because I put in that I can't go to see Harry Styles and Slane anymore. So I'm gonna resell. Within minutes, I got a notification to say, those tickets are gone, there's your money. That's the height of it. That seamless experience is so beneficial to the customer, but I assume that's a whole host of work again on the back end for, from your team's point of view. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot go into it, but I mean fundamentally, we believe that um, an artist or an event organizer must have control over how their tickets are sold. So if they want us to provide this kind of service, a resale service then we have to put the technology in place to do it. Mm. There's a lot of work that goes on, um, and, and it's different in the concert business to how it is in the sporting world, but effectively it is giving the fan easy tools to manage and control their tickets. You know, that day of having to wait outside the venue when it's pouring rain for your friends to show up so you could hand out two tickets is gone. Mm-hmm. You just forward them on, they accept them, you know, they generate their own account and then they have those tickets in their wallets. They have the same thing. They have the NFC. There's nothing to stop them transferring them on again, if you want. But it is about, you know, it's about executing what the artist wants and it's about giving the, the, the customer the best experience they can. And control of the tickets, as you outlined, is a, is a big part of that, mm. you know. 
I didn't realize. So it's the artist that will dictate if the resale within the Ticketmaster app applies to their gig. Because again, I had tickets for John Mulaney, and I was managed. I was able to uh, pass those tickets on to friends of mine who could go. But for the UK date that I also had tickets for and I couldn't go to, uh, there was no option to resell. So is that down to the individual artist who decides when tickets can be resold? Oh, well, I think the show, anything to do with the show ultimately is the artist and their management okay. and, and, and the, the local promoter. I mean, it's their product. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't comment on, on the UK one. I, you know, I, perhaps you were using Ticketmaster, perhaps you are using a different ticket agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was us, then the same tools should be available. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just really interesting to gain a bit of insight because when the service works well, everybody is delighted about it. But the second somebody has any speed bump or any, I suppose, friction in the in the process, it can be quite frustrating. But I, any of my friends I've spoken to love having the tickets on their phone because it's one less thing you have to worry with, about or faff around with at a, at a venue. Does that benefit the teams working on site at the venues to have the technology? Does it make for a more seamless you know, check-in experience for guests when they arrive, whether it is at the Three Arena or whether that is at any venue in this country? Well, you know, the days of us um, in the box office having to deal with people who've bought tickets on fraudulent websites mm-hmm. or... You know, have left their tickets at home or have lost them in the post are long gone. I mean, this is a, it was a major touch point for us in, in terms of, of fan communication. You know, I didn't receive my ticket. That's, that's effectively gone now. Mm. Um, we're trying to get that out across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, two and a half million tickets through, you know, in, in, in a summer, like if, if you saw what the amount of shows that we put through in, in 2022, and then in 2023, we go up a level again. I mean, I stood on the gates at Bruce Springsteen back in the RDS watching, you know, a brand new group of consumers with safe ticks coming in. My engineers and I, we watched, we went, oh, how's this going to go? Is this going to be, you know, there's three full shows. Are there going to be any problems? I kid you not, Jess, there wasn't an issue at all. They mm. just rolled past us. Their tickets were scanned. The customer had them out ready. The notification popped up. It was absolutely fantastic. And that carried right the way through the summer, the length and breadth of the country. I mean, it was up in Belfast, in Ormo Park, in Custom House Square, down in Cork, in Musgrave Park. Tons and tons of shows, all the way through to Electric Picnic, mm-hmm. all with the same experience. Like ticket issues that traditionally plagued us were gone. There'll be new ones. There always is. There'll be a next generation of things. But we're in such a better place now to actually identify any of the problems. And that thing of continuous improvement is is there. We've we've put it up in in lights ourselves for next year, improve that control of the ticket for the customer, improve the on-sale. So, you know, we're always going to be tinkering and improving that. Um, I mentioned at the top that the last time we spoke, we were, it was in the context of the ticket tout legislation. And one of the arguments against legislation was that it would drive, you know, the resale of tickets underground and, you know, the black market would go through the roof. And but it would be more concealed than perhaps a tout outside a venue. Have you noticed a decrease or is, is that something that's possible to measure if there are fewer fraudulent tickets being sold or 
that astronomical value being placed on a ticket that cost the original buyer 70 quid being resold for 500 quid? I think the part of the answer is in your question. It's very hard to measure. Mm. Um, I have spoken numerous times to our box office team and we've noticed a dramatic decrease in the amount of people arriving in who say they have paid more than they should have for the tickets. Uh, a considerable drop off in terms of the number of people who um, have bought a ticket that's not valid. That has that has noticeably changed. The only metric we have for that is is, is seeing it occur yeah. on the gates, and it's something we've been dealing with for a long time. So, how much of it is down to the legislation, and how much of it is down to the digitization of the ticket? That's that's up for debate, but definitely both have made a major a major difference and if you're a fan you know you have a safe reliable place to exchange your ticket and know that what you're getting is genuine and if you're somebody who can't go to the show you've got a safe place to resell your ticket and get your money back mm-hmm. so I, I think it's it's just positive yeah no it absolutely is and again from my own experience the interactions I've had with the app because the one of the things and this is honest feedback I think the app is so clean and it's to the point there's no faffing around the results of what you're looking for come up instantly it'll tell you if there's low availability or as you said you know if another date might be better and I think the saving of your personal information within the app as well is just so simple so within a matter of minutes you have your tickets they're saved to your device and you're dandy and I was struck by what you said about the Bruce Springsteen uh, Springsteen uh, gigs as well, because any of my family members who may be a little bit older, they haven't encountered any headaches. I'm not getting the call outside a venue going, Jesus, where's my ticket? Everything is just where it should be. That must be satisfying, because as I said earlier on, if there was a problem, you'd know all about it. Oh, there'd be no escaping it, Jess. Mm. Um, you know, what we do is in, is in the plainest of daylight. Um, any issues are straight onto social media. We've we've worked really, really hard to make it as easy and frictionless as possible for the fan. You know, you want to come along, you want to get your your, your two tickets. Um, there they are; they're in your wallet before you know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to be cognizant, though, of the instructions that we get from the artists to make sure that we're executing on both sides. But it is it, it, that's great feedback to hear that you like our app. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of work goes into that an awful lot of work to to make that you know as it is at the moment and we're not gonna we're not gonna stop mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more development work going into that um, is one that we ultimately plan to globalize over the next few months so you have the same experience no matter where you go but you'll see more of that coming down the pipe yeah, I wanted to sort of wrap up by asking about that. I had the absolute pleasure of being in Las Vegas a few weeks ago to see you two at Sphere. And that for me just set the bar of what entertainment a gig could be. It was the most immersive thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it got me excited to see proper innovation reimagining the whole thing. When you guys as the facilitator of those magic moments happening uh, when you see that innovation going on in a venue do you get excited and see oh we're not at the end of the road like not everything has been done when it comes to live entertainment and we could be part of the next iteration of it all 
Oh, I, I think there's no doubt about that. If you, you know, when an event closes, you'll see our box office staff doing high fives and, and going off around the corner. We tend to have the slight problem in that there's always a next show and a next show and a next show. So you're, you're, you're kind of flooded by that sometimes. But, you know, innovation is at our core. Mm-hmm. That, you know, being that gateway and getting people into live events. I mean, our ultimate CEO always talks about two hours of magic as being that is effectively what we're selling to people so you know innovation in all its forms and also making it you know making that purchase experience not a hurdle you have to get over making that entry into the venue not a hurdle you get over it all adds to the experience Mm -hmm. having your ticket in your wallet that you can look at it and anticipate as the show comes up and i think you know We'll be working long and hard to know what, to, to decide what we can add to that over the next few years. Yeah, that was Keith English, the MD of Ticketmaster, speaking exclusively to me about the progress that's happening in terms of technology and innovation within the company. I would love to hear from you about your experiences interacting with Ticketmaster. I have to be honest, I've had pretty good experiences. As I mentioned to Keith during the interview, there was a few events this year that I couldn't attend for various reasons. And I found the ability to resell tickets within the app great. I love the digital tickets. But I do understand the frustration when there is a big event and you can't get your hands on them. Uh, newstalk.com is the email address for any anecdotes, experiences or anything else you want to say. Now, on Tuesday of this week, I was with Pat Kenny for our annual Great Gadget Gift Guide. We had ideas for every price bracket and it was a lot of fun. Uh, You can watch it back on the News Talk YouTube channel right now, but I am going to give you a chance to win some of the bits we featured with thanks to the very generous folks at Curry's Off the Ball and Mophie. Here's what I have for you. You ready? We have an Asus ROG Ally handheld gaming console, a Segway 9Bot C2 Pro B electric scooter and a Google Pixel Watch 2 from Curry's. We're not done though. I also have a 12-month subscription to Off The Ball so you can get access to the biggest names from the world of sport as well as top class analysis and a 3-in-1 travel charger from Mophie. This prize pot, I'll tell you now, is worth over €1,500. So, to be in with a chance to win, simply tell me the name of the artist that sang this very Christmassy song. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time The choir of children sing their song They practiced all year long Plus your name and answer to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. The competition closes on Wednesday, December 6th at 5pm and the winner will be announced on next week's show. So again, text the word gadget plus your name and answer to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Now when we come back here on News Talk, we'll be looking back at Spotify Wrapped.